Hi friends, welcome back to English with Kayla. In today's lesson, I'm going to show you how you can make fewer mistakes in English by showing you nine of the most common questions that I get from English learners, and I'll answer them and show you exactly how you can avoid these very important mistakes. Let's get started. Do you know when to say, I've already done that, versus I've done that before? So this can be so confusing to my English students. If you say, I've already done that, it means I've done it and I don't need to do it again. Already is usually used when you say like, I don't need that or I already got that. I already have done that. It means I've done it or I've had it and I don't need it again. Now, if you say, I've done that before, it means that you've done it before and you can do it again. You're just saying that you've had the experience with that thing. So if you say, I've already done it, you're telling the person you don't need to do it again. But if you say, I've done it before, you're saying that I've done it, I have experience with it, and I can do it again. Do you say rather or prefer? In the United States, it's way more common to say rather. I'd rather have Coke than Pepsi. I'd rather have coffee than tea. Now, you've probably learned that prefer is, you know, the more acceptable way because most English textbooks and in the UK, this is the preferred way. But in the United States, if you want to speak with American speakers, we say I rather. These next two words are also super similar, but they can be used just a little bit differently in the United States. Maybe and perhaps. If you say... Um, where is my cell phone? Maybe I left it in the car. That's pretty common here in the United States. Now, if you want to speak more formally, you can say, where is my cell phone? Perhaps I left it in the car. It just sounds slightly, and I mean very slightly more formal, and it's totally acceptable to use, but maybe is usually more common. So these words are the exact same. You won't be making a mistake if you say perhaps, but in the United States, maybe is way more common. These next two words are confusing when they are written down. You don't want to mix them up. The words are all together and all together. So when we use all together, all one word, we mean as a whole, completely. So you could say all together, I have $20 in my wallet. If you want to say that everybody is in one place or one group, you're going to separate the words and add an L and you're going to say, we are going all together to the restaurant. So this might seem really minor, but as native English speakers, we usually know the difference between all together and all together. So do you know the difference between to bother and to disturb? Many times these words can be used the same exact way but when you want to say that you are interrupting someone, you're stopping them from doing their work or focusing on their task, you'll often say that you disturb them. If you stay in a hotel room, you usually get a sign in the United States to put on your door outside in the hallway and it says, do not disturb. That means you are sleeping a little extra that day or you know, you're getting ready still and you don't want the housekeeping to come inside your room and disturb you or interrupt you. Now, to bother is more commonly used to annoy someone. We don't really use disturb to say to annoy someone. If 
your little brother or little sister, if you have one, was, you know, singing and making loud noises when you were a kid, you will say, that is bothering me. Stop it. And then another way that we differentiate these two words is if something is disturbing, we find it kind of scary or very, um, very bad. We wouldn't say that a horror movie really bothered me. You would say that the horror movie or the scary movie really disturbed me. That means it scared you so bad and you thought it was, you know, a bad topic. Maybe it was about murder or death or something like that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Less and fewer both mean the opposite of having more. But these words cannot be used in the same way. You need to use fewer when you're referring to a plural noun. So more than one thing. Make fewer mistakes. Mistakes here is plural. We're talking about more than one. When you are using a singular noun, like mistake with no S, you need to say less. I wish you would make that mistake less. So fewer use it with plural, and less, use it with singular or only one thing. This mistake has been made so many times by English learners, using since instead of for or for instead of since. Let me teach you really quick how to use these words correctly. So when you are saying since, you are talking about since a certain point in time. So you could say, I have been living in the United States since 2020, for example. Or you could say, I have been living in the United States for two years. But you cannot say, I have been living in the United States since two years. It sounds so awkward to native English speakers. So let's not make this mistake. If you want to talk about a certain time of the day, I've been studying since 10 a.m. this morning. You'll use since here, but you would not say I've been studying since three hours. You need to say I've been studying for three hours. When you're talking about the amount of time, use for. You guys, it's very important to remember teachers teach and students learn. Do not say, can you learn me some new vocabulary? This is totally incorrect. You need to say, can you teach me? The teaching is giving knowledge and the learning is receiving knowledge. So think about your sentence. If you are receiving knowledge or someone is showing you something, you say, I am learning from you. But if you want to say you are teaching me, that means you are giving me the knowledge. Now, using explain versus explain to me somehow seems to be really confusing as well. You never ever, 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 ever want to say, explain me. This is really unnatural and it's totally incorrect. You need to say, explain to me. Let me give you a few examples to give you a feel of how to use this. So if you want to say, can you explain to me how to make cookies? 
It means, can you tell me step by step? Can you really make sure that I understand? If you say, can you explain how to make cookies? It's a little bit less personal, but it means really a similar meaning there. As long as you guys don't say, can you explain me how to make cookies? Or can you explain me this English phrase? You should be fine. You better say, can you explain it? Or can you explain it to me? I'm glad I was able to teach you and explain to you really common English mistakes. I hope this helps you improve your English to fluent English speaking. Visit EnglishWithKayla.com for my six-week Upgrade to Native English conversation course. I'll see you guys in the next video. Goodbye!